This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Gentlemen, welcome into episode number 121. This is your boy here, Scott from Oak Societies, here throwing you a curveball with the cat wars in the street. There is no significance to that video besides the fact that I wanted to play a cat video and all that good stuff. Welcome in, fam. Welcome in, everybody, over on Twitch, on DLive, on Rumble, on Odyssey, and, of course, the best Foxhole fam on the entire Internet, the Foxhole.app. I love you guys. We've been killing it today and this past week with the numbers. Absolutely great to see everybody. I see Zozo dude out there. Great to see you there, brother. The, the finest, smoothest, butteriest voice on the Foxhole platform. Great to see you, my friend. And thank you so much for those gold pills. Oh, my goodness gracious. We have a lot to talk about, fam. And uh, it's just great to be back again. We've been polling, uh, been polling double duty this entire week, waiting for a verdict. And as far as I know, the jurors are going home again today. Which I don't know what that what that means, but we're going to go over it today and all the events that surrounded today and all that good stuff. So again, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. It's been an absolute great time today. And uh, we have a lot to talk about. And it's not going to be... We're going to talk about the Rittenhouse stuff. Going to give you guys some interesting tidbits of why this should be a mistrial. Um, by this point, I mean, what else needs to happen? Going to give you guys some tidbits. What happened with this MNBC uh, worker that wanted to try to dox... Uh, the jurors last night and some other tidbits about that video that the prosecution was trying to get through and why it's beyond sketchy. We're going to get into that. Kamala Harris's uh, director comms uh, person is gone. And we're going to talk about Trump's executive order and some talk about PCAPs. Remember the cyber symposium? There are some interesting things that I want to bring to your guys' attention. And this all goes back to Trump's executive order. It's going to be very, very interesting. But in the meantime, let's hear a word from our sponsor, shall we? Hello, Woke Society team. Thank you for supporting my son and being an individual that thinks for themselves. I'm Nan, owner and founder of Breakthrough M2 Weight Loss to Wellness. Over the last nine years, we have helped over 12,000 people lose thousands of pounds and reach their weight loss goal in a very safe, effective and fast way. Carmen, one of your fellow Woke members, just came off the program, and after five and a half weeks, she lost 21 pounds. She did not think that it would work the way we said, but she was happily surprised. The receipt with our clients are typical. So get any visit BreakthroughM2.com for more information. And for being a Woke listener, you will receive a $20 discount when you mention that to our phone consult expert. So visit BreakthroughM2.com or call 845-713-4320. 
And there you have it, fam. This is Breakthrough M2 Alula Wellness. This is the most intense diet you ever take. If you're looking to lose some weight before the holidays, this is the diet for you. A man on average lose about two to three pounds a day. Women lose about one to two pounds a day. It melts like butter, just like Zozo, uh, Zozo dude's voice out there. It melts off you. I've done this diet myself, and myself am actually getting on a uh, on a diet regimen because some medical stuff has come up that I'm going to be seeing a doctor tomorrow about. Hopefully, it's not a big deal. So I, all I ask, guys, that you keep me in prayers. I'm a little bit nervous, um, but I'll keep everyone updated on that as much as I can um, after tomorrow. We're going to see if there's going to be a show tomorrow. I'm going to the doctors at 1 Central. Um, I'm hoping it's just something minor, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, keep me in prayers, fam. That's all I can ask, and I'll bring it up later in the show for more prayers, and everything's going to be uh, work itself out. In the meantime, though, let's get into the news blitz for the day. And Governor DeSantis is coming in hot, trolling the Biden administration with this video. He went to announce his vaccine mand- uh, his uh, anti-vaccine mandate uh, law, and he did it in Brandon, Florida. And you don't get much more savage than this. Here's a video clip of the interaction. Fam, a reporter did ask DeSantis, "Hey, did you do this um, on purpose? Did you come to? Uh, did you come because of what the internet is saying? This is what it's not what the internet is saying. It's what it is what the entire world is saying at this point. Let's go. Brandon has now become a a Trojan horse for fuck Joe Biden. We all know what that means. And he says, no, I just wanted to come to Brandon because we love Brent. We love uh, we love the uh, Brandon, Florida." Uh, the jobs are growing here. We love our people here. We all know what he's doing. It don't get much savage than DeSantis, and uh, he's still out there. And again, I love absolutely love this meme here. Florida Governor DeSantis trolls President Biden will sign bills limiting vaccine mandates in Brandon, Florida. It's an absolute Trump move, and he is definitely learning a, a thing or two from Trump himself. And other news, ladies and gentlemen, we have an absolute grilling here for the communists that's going to be Biden's pick for the Treasury or something to do with their finances. And, of course, we could always depend on this man right here to completely destroy anyone he is witnessing or testifying to. Listen to this man. I love it. You joined in 2019. You joined the Facebook group, a Marxist Facebook group, to discuss socialist and anti-capitalist views. Now, that's what I see from your record. And you have the right to believe every one of these things. You do. This is America. But I don't mean any disrespect. I I don't know whether to call you professor or comrade. (laughs) Senator. I don't know whether to call you professor or comrade. It does not get much more savage than that. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And again, this doctor here, this Dr. Saul Tiamor, she is straight from the Soviet Union. Straight Connie, she grew up in it. She grew up in this. And she's the one that wants to track every single bank or anything that we do in our bank accounts and report it to the government. And that's why John Kennedy just said it right there. I don't I don't know if I should call you comrade. <laughs> it's absolutely savage. And he's always making uh he he is just so good. He is just so good at uh, just laying it out there and not holding back. Calling him, calling her a comrade. Absolutely an epic fashion. Thank you guys so much for the gold pills. You guys are pulling me the love. Thank you so much. And from the Epic Times, we got the second lawsuit is filed against Alec Baldwin, alleges Russ Actor fired gun intentionally and without just cause. Guys, I really believe Baldwin's not going to be able to get away from this. It's going to, he's going to get nailed to the wall. And I think he's going to be serving some prison time. Hollywood actor Alex Baldwin did not have any reason to fire the gun that led to the fatal onset shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust last month, a new lawsuit filed on Wednesday claims. 
Script supervisor uh, Mamie Mitchell, who called emergency services after Baldwin shot Hutchins, filed the lawsuit in Los Angeles County Superior Court, accusing the actor of having fired the gun without any valid reasons to do so. Alec Baldwin intentionally, without just cause or excuse, cocked and fired the loaded gun, even though the upcoming scene to be filled did not call for the cocking fire of the firearm, Mitchell said in the lawsuit. Mr. Baldwin chose to play the Russian roulette with a loaded gun without checking it and without having the armor to do so. I really believe, ladies and gentlemen, Alec Baldwin is going to be going to prison because everything that comes out about this, this isn't just the first lawsuit, this is the second lawsuit. He's going to go. Yeah, you know what's really Fuji Cash? I just saw you. Baldwin's going to be using self-defense. Can you imagine the left coming to Baldwin's, self, to Baldwin's defense saying, it was self-defense, while Kyle is still waiting to get a verdict? That would be absolute irony. But again, this is clown war that we're living in. So who the hell knows at this point? And some awesome news coming out for Tennessee uh, from the OutKick. Tennessee will pay for unvaccinated cops to relocate to the state. This is a move that we first saw, again, coming out of Florida from DeSantis. You know, we moved down here for a reason. We wanted to get we wanted to get away from the cucks out in New York, which we absolutely did. And Tennessee, um, for the most part, is doing great things. And now they're going to be paying for unvaccinated cops to relocate to the state and further making these red states a more safer haven than they are on the bluey ones. And in other news, you guys love to see creepy Joe Biden videos just as much as I do. Here's another one. First grade. You guys couldn't hear the audio. That's okay. I'll repeat it for you. He says, maybe after this, uh, we can meet up later and I'll show you around the White House. Beyond cringe. And he's touching his face. He's playing with his ear. Looking him in the eye, guys. This guy, this dude's a straight pedophile uh, resident at this point. We know this, but it's just so so creepy to watch. And I love making you guys cringe. I can't help myself. And from the post millennial, DHS declines to investigate border agents. Biden had an accused of whipping illegal immigrants. Of course they did. And just remember, guys. Uh, Gosar yesterday got censored by by the Democrats because of a meme video, an anime meme video talking about the border and AOC. Um, her face was put on one of the Titans in the, in the cartoon and Gosar sliced her neck as I showed you guys yesterday. I showed you guys that yesterday and now, and by the way, by the way, AOC is the most victimized person that plays the most victimized cards of all time. It's absolutely hilarious. She said she was upset that she didn't get to go and to speak into, uh, at, at Congress. After Gosar got sent because she wanted the opportunity to tell Gosar that he was a racist to his face. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. But again, this is a story, ladies and gentlemen, that we covered, um, we covered at nauseum. And now what are we really surprised by this? We are. It's just going to be swept under the rug that the, the media got their, uh, the racist talking points. And here we go again. And ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, um, Bill Gates is going to be the one telling us how to live our lives going forward. And he, he says here that if there's no more variants, we might be able to get back to normal by uh, mid, sometime next year in the middle of the year. Check this out. The other thing that's pretty impressive is that, you know, Merck and now Pfizer have oral antivirals that the Merck drug, we've been able to reformulate uh, to get it to be less than $8. And so we'll be able to have anyone whose age or medical condition makes them have significant risk immediately begin what's called presumptive treatment as soon as they test positive. So between natural immunity, vaccine immunity, and uh, these oral treatments that can scale up in a way that the antibodies never did, uh, you know, the death rate uh, and the severe disease rates ought to be coming down pretty dramatically. And, you know, by next summer, getting to be, say, quite a bit lower than the average seasonal flu level is, assuming there's no surprise variants, which right now the evidence is that's not that likely, but it can never be ruled out. Oh, of course not. You guys heard that, right? At the very end. That's what I wanted to show you guys at the very end. As long as there's no surprise variants, you know, the smallpox outbreaks, the germ games that he just talked about yesterday, 
Maybe there won't. Maybe we can get back to normal by next summer. Guys, this uh, carousel of clownery is never going to end. This is why I'm saying keep living your lives the best way that you can. And, of course, Bill Gates is the one that not only is fueling a lot of this garbage, he actually pays for the propaganda. As we're going to see right here from the Mint Press News, it was revealed just recently, Bill Gates documents show Bill, show Bill has given $319 million to media outlets. And we can all guess as to which ones that he gave to. We have CNN, NBC, NPR, PBS, and The Atlantic, and also co-sponsors of, uh, of influential foreign organizations, including the BBC, The Guardian, The Financial Times, and The Daily Telegraph in the United Kingdom. Not only does he fuel the propaganda in the United States, he also fuels it out in the UK. You can't make this stuff up. This shit just came out, and these are some of the most garbage outlets that we have in this country, and a huge reason as to why people are so disconnected from reality that they are becoming the obedient class that the elites are trying to rid this world and this country of. And he is at the forefront of that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is today's News Blitz. It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely nuts. But this is the world that we live in, guys. Thank you all so much for the amazing outpouring of love that you guys have given me. Again, keep me in prayers, fam. Um, I just, you know, some stuff just came up recently. And um, I have to go to the doctor tomorrow. And I just want to make sure everything's good. Most good, solid chances that everything's fine. Um, it's just a little health health issue that, we, uh, that some people just get. And everything's going to be okay. Um, so I'm going to have to see as far as the show tomorrow, how everything plays out. I have to go in at 1 o'clock. And knowing my luck, I'll be going to the doctor tomorrow, and uh, the, the jurors will be coming out and have a decision um, on Kyle Rittenhouse. So whatever happens, guys, even if I can't do a regular planned show, at least I'll come back and do a, a live show and just do what I can, tell you guys with the update and what's going on. And hopefully I'll come home with a home remedy and everything's going to be okay. So God, just keep me in prayers, fam, that uh, that you just I'll be healthy, I'll be fine. And uh, all that good stuff. It's been a long time since I've been to a doctor. So I need to get my ass back in there. I need to make sure I'm okay. I got a family to take care of. And it's not no more no more screwing around with that anymore. So that's what we're doing. So I just want to go to the gold pills here. Thank you all so, so much. Mermaid Miss, 117 gold pills. Wisconsin A with a can. Luan View with a can. Zozo Dude, again, thank you, my friend. And thank you for being here. M3 Meek, 123SKG with a can. Fringe uh, Weller with 117 gold pills. DK now with a can. K Quinn with a can. Luan View with a cookie. Warrior Meemaw with a can. Curly Kaylee with a cookie. DK now with a can. P Quest with a cookie. And Greater Nick also with the cookies. You guys were dropping cookies on me like crazy earlier today. And now you guys know what to do on Foxhole. You guys are already crushing it. Keep the gold pills flowing through. And everyone on D Live, you got your lemons. Rumble Rant, you guys can donate if you know how to donate. If you have a chat, the only reason, the only way I can see people donating on Rumble is if you actually use a tablet or a computer. Because um, as far as I know, even on my phone when I watch Rumble Lives, there is no live chat for cell phones at this point. I don't know why. I really don't know why. But either way, and you guys can always send the cash apps. They all go the same place. So I super appreciate it. Thank you all so, so much. Warrior for Jesus, again, thank you for the cookie. Dear Heavenly Father, we left Scott up. We pray for yourself. Jesus' Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, indeed. And Karen Hare with the cookie. Thank you, guys. So without further ado, fam, let's get into the funny video of the day. And I'll see you on the other side of the intro. We have a lot to break down. And for everyone that was at work, coming home now, um, there's no decision yet from the jury, but there was a lot of stuff that was exposed. We're going to get into Kamala Harris and Trump's executive order and some talk about PCAPs and Mike Lindell's case at the Supreme Court. Hold on tight, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you on the other side of the intro. Here we go. Jeffrey, two thoughts. Yeah. Two thoughts. One, what kind of idiot? Hmm, he's calling this kid an idiot, but he must have been live on a Zoom call. Goes to a riot. He has no license. He has no training. He thinks he's going to scrub graffiti off with his AR-15. I mean, I'd rather rub graffiti off a wall than rub my penis in front of my coworkers. Well, a lot went wrong. The good news for Kyle Rittenhouse is that he's not... Hmm, I better agree with him, otherwise they'll come for me too. ...homicide, and in that... Oh, I thought he was going to touch my penis. Oh, oh, and I just looked at his penis. I hope nobody saw that. ...the prosecution, because it does seem like it... Oh, I can't stop thinking about penises now. ...defense, 
and you know if it were illegal to be an idiot if it were illegal to be an idiot you'd be serving 10 to 15 in sing sing homicide's a different matter and you know he may have a defense For tuning in to the land is surreal But it's like the twilight zone, the plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring your thoughts to light, all the plans take you deal Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning, patriots are now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke Open up guys and keep them healed All they do is lie, realize how everything is real Through projects looking glass, the future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Hope society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. Howell. Some laughs in there. We can talk about some serious stuff and get into the news. I know everyone's like, Lunchbox is too skinny for that. It needs to be way fatter. That's hence the uh, hence the fat shaming Lunchbox name that he so graciously deserves. And little finger binger, <laughs> backdoor binger. Oh, he likes the backdoor, all right. Hundred percent. Oh my goodness gracious! Welcome in, fam. Welcome into the show. Great to have everyone here today. So many people, we're getting almost close to 500 people in the Fox already, and we just getting started. Thank you all so much for being amazing. And just because of that video, let's give everyone a nice big dong and a nice big clown horn. <laughs> Gotta start the show off right, guys. All right, so let's jump into this, shall we? So we're all waiting anxiously to hear the verdict for Kyle Rittenhouse. We've all, you know, I've been playing, I've been playing, um, the panel of lawyers that everyone's literally watching every day now at this point over at Rakita Law, and it's a perfect filler um, from getting good commentary from lawyers, self-defense lawyers, just really solid lawyers in general and hearing all their opinions come together. And that's what I've been streaming for you guys um, while you're at work, whatever you're doing, pass the time, keep it on the background. And um, we just, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And again, we are waiting even longer, and today is events have closed. But there was some news that came out the, the, uh, this, this morning about a police investigation out in Kenosha. And this is where the story begins today. Last night, this is from the Kenosha Police Department Twitter account. Last night, a person is, who is alleging to be affiliated with a national media outlet was briefly taken into custody and issued several traffic-related citations. Police suspect uh, suspect this person was trying to, uh, to take photographs of jurors, a.k.a. dox them, this incident is being investigated much further, and they go on to say a little bit later, there is no breach of security regarding the jury, nor were there any photographs obtained. This investigation remains, remains active and open, no further information. We got further information, fam, but this is what we were trying to figure out this morning because we know, we know in clown world what the media and what the left is trying to do right now. Oh, God, Cage Farmer's here. Oh, boy. Cage Farmer, I will not be looking at any more DMs and Discord from you uh, during shows. That is for sure. Great to see you here, friend. This is, uh, this is how the media and the left are trying to win court cases now going forward. It is pressure from the mob. We will, you, we will make you bend your knee and bow to our mob. Um, if you don't rule in our favor, we'll come after you. We'll come after your kids. We'll ruin your life. We'll, get, we'll make sure you don't have a job. And we'll make you pretty much uproot your entire life. And what happened was... This guy, he's a freelance writer. And I'm going to give you guys uh, some, of, uh, some of his information here in just a moment because it was released by the judge this morning before the jury was deliberating. And this man ran a red light trying to follow 
The juror bus, which all the windows are closed up. You can't see inside of it. They go into a secured setting so no one can see who they are. And this guy was following the bus last night and blew a red light to make sure he was tailing the bus and the police were watching and he got caught. He got a citation. And when the police were questioning him about why are you following the juror bus, he said he was told to follow it. And he was from a national media outlet. So... This is where the story begins today. Secret weapon with Hunter Goldpill. Scott, send the Kyle video you showed at the beginning of your show yesterday to Adele. Uh, I have to go back and uh, get it, my friend. I can do that, though. Grouch79, thank you so much for the cookie. I appreciate that, my friend. So this is, this is nothing new. This is nothing new from the left. And at this point, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what... As far as fair trials, and we've been watching this case at nauseam, watching Binger and Lunchbox... Uh, just completely pulls, pull these ridiculous scams and lies and completely just taking a dump on Kyle, Ritten's right, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's rights, constitutional rights, and it's been a complete shit show this, uh, for and this entire case. I've never seen a case like this. Um, I didn't really watch the O.J. Simpson case. I was a kid at the time, but I know everybody and their mom was watching that when it went down. This has got to be not equivalent, but I think there's just as many eyes watching this case to see what happens as much as that. Uh, Dale Burster, thanks so much. The goal, uh, 157 gold pills and the grouch again with a cookie. Thank you, my friend. It's really insane. But as the day went along, we were getting more information about who was behind all of this. And from Jack Pasebic, Judge Schroeder says the reporter who was taken into custody was James J. Morrison. And he claimed to be working for Irene Bayan of NBC New York on LinkedIn. There is an Irene Bayan who lists herself as an NBC producer in New York. And I just got a DM on. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure I got a, I, just, I literally just got a DM on discord. I'm like, is that, is that cage farmer? It ain't cage farmer, but it looks like it's somebody else. Just making sure, just making sure cage isn't blowing up my discord feed during the shows anymore. Cause it absolutely blows up in my face. No Cuomo. So we found out as the day was going on, this James J. Morrison was the one that was riding and tailing the juror bus. Tay trying to get pictures he was not able to get pictures because he was stopped. And as the day was going on, we find out it was true that it was an NBC producer named Irene Bayon out of New York who was giving the order to do this. Now, this was the judge uh, saying, this was the clip. The audio is a little crap, but you guys can kind of hear it. And again, I'll, there's subtitles on the bottom as well. Take a listen. And now, if you guys couldn't hear that audio, it's okay. It's okay. The judge said, because of the actions, because of uh, this new information, because of, even if he didn't, even if he didn't tail or take pictures, the fact that he was still following the bus, it's enough, it's enough for them, for him to say, MS, uh, MSNBC, NBC News, you are no longer allowed to be in this courthouse filming and all that other stuff. <laughs> You're an asshole, Methods. Now I gotta close out my now I gotta close out my Discord. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine messages, you dick. <laughs> now I'm getting blown up on Discord. This is this is what I get. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm sure you guys can hear I guess I'm sure you guys can hear the Discord in the background now. So Schroeder said to the uh, MS, um, MSNBC and NBC News, you guys are out. You're done. You can't be here anymore. And I don't know if that is just, I don't know if that's just uh, Schroeder getting back at the media because if you guys have been following this as, as closely as we all have, Schroeder was talking about the media for like a solid 10 minutes the other day when he came back um, on the opening. And I think, I think this case is getting to him. I think he's tired. He's been sick now for two weeks. And um, I think he was trying to put it to the media that has been talking shit about him. And he knows now, I mean, even he probably knew um, a couple days back that the media has not, does not have him in uh, in solid favor anymore. Just doesn't happen. <laughs> just keeping it open now. Now I'm just keeping it open. So the grouch, thanks so much. Uh, no, we got to go back here. Mike Montana with the can. This defense is not aggressive enough. They should have been up in arms about the lying false info. I agree, Mike Montana. The defense has been pretty weak in my opinion, but I think they're waiting I think they're waiting for, I think they're waiting for uh, a verdict from the from the jury. And I think the judge is also waiting. We'll get to that in just a moment. Curly Kaylee with a cookie. 
Nat Hendy with a cookie. Thank you. Curly cookie again. And the Grouch 79 with a cookie. You guys are just dropping me cookies, cookies. like crazy. Yeah, I got it. If one of my mods could put methods and timeout in the uh, foxhole chat, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> but I really, I really, really think that uh, the judge was kind of sticking it to the media. Be like, you guys have been calling me a white supremacist. You guys have been saying all this garbage about me. I've been doing this judge thing for a long time. I've never had anything like this before. And um, this is now what we're dealing with. So I think he was personally sticking it to him. And I personally think the judge needs to stop looking at the at the media and, and just in general, because he's the one telling the jury at the end of each night that, hey, we're going to, uh, yeah, now, now I'm shutting down the Discord. Now I'm shutting down the Discord. Now I got other people doing it to me. I really believe the judge, I don't know why he's looking at the media. I have no idea. I think it's swaying him in, uh, in ways that should not, he should not be. But it's, this is a case that obviously is affecting him. But I want to keep on track here talking about this producer out on MSNBC. Because no one could really tell if this was a true story or not. We knew the, uh, the police were investigating. We knew this person said they were from an outlet. The judge said it was this person, but no one really, no one really knew for sure. So as we always do, we run to the social media profiles. This is, and guys, this is a tip for everybody out there that watches and does this stuff. Yeah, Tom, I saw you. Go their LinkedIn's, their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and go to their profiles as soon as breaking news like this happens, because you can go and most likely find. Get screenshots before they delete stuff and then put it in archives so it's saved forever. This is why the internet never is always forever. So this Miss Bion here, this was her profile earlier this afternoon. And this is what we got. Hashtag cancel methods. <laughs> yeah. You did it to yourself. And so did Tom. You guys can cancel Tom too. You can you can you can put Tom and Tom out. And lo and behold, lo and behold. This is what we have not much later after the judge says, this is what we are doing. Deleted accounts. Deleted accounts. And it wasn't just that, ladies and gentlemen. We, wanted, we took this a step further and wanted to just uh, see if this person was really who this was from this outlet. And this was her LinkedIn profile. No longer available. This usually has all the connects, people she works with, um, where she's currently working, where she previously worked. And what you guys just watched was a deleted profile right off of LinkedIn. Now, the thing is, this person said, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to film these people. I wasn't going to take pictures of them. And it's like, oh, really? Really? Because it wasn't just Ms. Bion here. It was also the per, the uh, this other person here that was uh, that got the ticket. Mr. James T. Morrison also deleted all of his social media. Now, guys, I'm going to ask a very hard question. If you felt like you did nothing wrong, would you go and start deleting your social media and your LinkedIn profile and all, all your other posts if you felt like you did something, if you were in the right? You know what's crazy, Cage Farmer? That video that I just played, whoever screen recorded it had Discord too, and the notification went off in that video. What are the chances, guys? Because <laughs> I went and checked. I'm like, I just went down, looked at my Discord, and I made sure I shut the program down so the notifications wouldn't come through on the audio. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's a freaking video I'm trying to show the audience. I just cannot win. I cannot win. It wasn't anybody. It was myself nuking the show. I, I deserve to get a dong. No matter what, guys, there's always saboteurs in the audience. They're probably out of state, out of state foxholders coming to uh, try to protest my uh, my stream. <laughs> and Methods is the leader at this point. 100%. It wasn't me. But guys, you don't go and delete your social media. You don't delete your LinkedIn. And I can tell you right now, MSNBC is probably absolutely livid, and I don't know why. I have no idea why. Yeah, this is going to die now. This is going to die now. Goodbye. I guess it was still coming through. Never mind. Never mind. 
I undong myself. But guys, you don't delete stuff, all that stuff if you uh, if you if you feel like you're in the right. And again, this just goes to show more examples of of what else has to be done to uh, to make this a mistrial. And this is why Mike Montana, you were saying before, you felt like the defense is being super weak. And in a way, I kind of agree because this should have been a mistrial with prejudice days ago, days and days and days ago. And this is where we're at with it. But we are now going on to what? Day four of deliberation tomorrow. And I got to be honest, I don't know if this is going to work in Kyle's favor or not because I think right now the defense and the, and, uh, and the judge is waiting for a deliberation from the jury. And then they're going to act based on all the new events going on right now and then make a decision of a mistrial or not. Because I feel like if the jury just acquits him, all this, all this goes away. All of it goes away, and then Kyle can then focus on going after Binger and the state for misconduct and have, hopefully, Binger's lawyer license completely suspended in the state of Wisconsin. But the other cool tidbit I wanted to show you guys that I forgot to mention, because remember, the whole entire argument about Binger and, and Kraus is this video. And the quality of the video and the pictures, the still frames, all that stuff. We were trying to figure out where some of this audio came from. And some of it came from the Fed boys. And we also found out that some of this, uh, some of this video came from a company called Un, Unbanned, Unbanned Aired Production. And this was back in May talking about um, on the, the, uh, the riots going on in Milwaukee, and pretty much they were covering riots throughout uh, the entire summer of love. This was just a Facebook post saying it's going to be a hot summer in Milwaukee, midtown before, and there's a gun emoji, um, probably saying shit's about to pop off, right? But we were trying to question, like, whoever took this drone footage, whoever, whoever got the video that the prosecution was using, why weren't they brought in to testify? Who is this company, Unbanned Air? Unbanned Aired? Who were they? So this is Jalene from Twitter breaking this down. Let's recap. Uh, recap. The state knew hashtag Jump Kick Man. We found that out yesterday that the state knew uh, Jump Kick Man who he was and that he was a felon. Guy came in to make a deal with them. They refused. State knew the videographer of drone footage and and had him on their witness list. Didn't call him. State knew. They gave defense inferior compressed video. And also, the videographer was known to the prosecution. And there's another retweet here that says, the original videographer in the Rittenhouse case trial is an ex-con, a felon who served 10 years in prison for murder, a hit he was ordered to perform in a gang. This is where some of the prosecution's video came from. He was released from prison in 2009. His parole likely went to 2019. The events in Kenosha unfolded in 2020. And guys, what was I talking about? What was I talking about yesterday? I'm like, all these BLMers out there, all these people yelling that Kyle needs to be nailed to the wall from this. How many did I say were probably from out of state, ex-cons, felony holders, all this, all this is coming to pass, and we were spot on. The people that were taking a video of what was going on here were ex-cons, and the reason why they weren't on the trial stand was because they were ex-felons. This one guy in particular that filmed it was in prison for murder, for a hit. And the little tidbit I wanted to show you guys on the bottom here, in May of 2020, no one had ever heard about or cared about Urban Aired. And right now, fam, you can't find anything about this company, Urban Aired. It's almost completely disappeared off the internet. As soon as this footage went to the prosecution, this company just... <sighs> gone. Just gone. So there is some super sketchy stuff going down here. It's going down. Greater Nick with a cookie. Thank you, my friend. D-Can with a can. Hey, Scott, take a drink. Already. Oh, man. Is it is it Drunk Society's almost? We got it. We got another two days, my friend. One, two, there. SKG with a cookie. Again with a cookie. And Purple Truth Name with a can. Thank you for the cookies and cans, fam. Cookies! We're at 5,117 gold pills. 
Absolutely beautiful. Thank you all so much for that love. I super appreciate it. But it wasn't just this uh, felon from uh, Unban Air here. Andy No from Twitter. Breaking. One of the violent anti-Rittenhouse protesters that was arrested outside Kenosha Courthouse is Anthony Angel uh, Chacon. He was charged with battery, resisting arrest, disorderly conduct, and bail jumping on both a felony and misdemeanor. And there he is wearing a Fuck Kyle um, t-shirt outside the courthouse yesterday. I wonder how much Soros paid these people to be here. I wonder how much. Because it wasn't just one. We had another one here. This man, this is from Brandon, uh, from Brandon, BGO on the scene, who's, uh, who's always on uh, covering all this stuff with this video. This is a quote here from Commander Hulk of the Royal Black Panther Party. And this is what he had to say about Rittenhouse. We're here to stand in solidarity with the families. And with the families, you know, they're, a lot of, they're not alone. And they get justice. We want to see them found guilty on every charge. Nothing left, you know. Uh, it's the wounded souls running around. We can't allow people to go around playing vigilante and just killing people, you know. That's not right. And we're going to make a difference. We're going to stand up and we're going to start right here and make a change with this. What do you think is going to be the outcome of the... Hope for the best, expect the worst. We know the deck is stacked with 13. Don't think that's just how it goes. We know the... The fans, the state's attorney, and the judge, we know all all of them play golf together. That's how it is. But we're just hoping for the best. Without this, there's no hope. we got to be there. But I have to keep an eye on everything. And I... So he says, we want to see him found guilty on every charge, Commander Hulk of the Royal Black Panther Party. And the reason why I want to bring this up, guys, is because he's not even from Kenosha. He ain't from Wisconsin. He came from where? Oh, Chicago. Chicago. Speaking outside the courthouse today, it's terrible. It's a horrible tragedy that happens, and it needs to stop right here. Now, I'm not going to go and say Soros paid him off. My whole entire point of showing you guys this is that it seems like everybody that's there is from out of state and it just it just reeks, reeks of just Soros fueled garbage. And we need to keep playing the charade. We need to keep throwing the signs, the uh, the you know the fuck Kyle T shirts and the skateboards with the hero uh, the taped underneath it. It is to keep the charade going. And it wasn't that was yesterday. This was today from the Post Millennial. Man reportedly armed with knife arrested outside Rittenhouse trial, and he was also found to have a gun as well. On Thursday afternoon, as the nation continues to wait for the verdict, a man reportedly armed with a knife was arrested outside the courthouse. Videos of the incident show police arresting a man dressed all in black across the street from the courthouse. And this was the uh, the scene from it. They're right down here. They're right down here. There he is, right there. So, so not really much to see there besides this man being arrested. But I liked uh, I like Andy's Andy knows uh, point right here. More video of the detainment and arrest of armed person, uh, per, uh, masked person by videographer BGO on the scene, who was in Kenosha, <clears throat> Kenosha last year, capturing some of the most important videos that corporate mainstream press didn't bother to document. And you'd, 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 think, you'd think, fam, that CNN, MSNBC, there's all this, there is all of this press outside the courthouse. You don't see any of them interviewing really any of these people. And I, and I can tell you right now, because they know they're felons. They're all part of the same crew. And they don't want that narrative to get out. They don't want to show these people getting arrested. Like, why, why, why are they getting arrested? Oh, he's from Chicago, ex-felon, child pedophile. Oh, oh, the people that we that we give cover for at all times. Oh, those, yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk to those people. Well, let's pretend they don't exist. We don't have to film it, and we'll leave it at that. This is what we're seeing. This is what we're seeing. And I just wanted to let you guys, I wanted to throw this in there too. Um, remember how... Uh, Lunchbox was saying that instead of getting uh, skateboards for uh, for kids, you can get AR-15s because skateboards can't kill people. Well, I thought this was pretty damn funny. A story came out of uh, ABC Seven. I think this was out in California. Yeah, this was out in California. 
This is from 2015. A man dies after being hit in the head with a skateboard during fight in Santa Ana Starbucks. And guys, I don't need to explain to you how stupid Lunchbox is, how literally almost anything can be used as a weapon. And if it's going to cause seriously serious bodily harm to where it could kill you, you're going to defend yourself. And this happened in 2015 where a man was killed after being, uh, being hit in the head with the skateboard in active self-defense during a fight in Santa Ana Starbucks. A fight broke out between the two men. And authorities received calls regarding assault with a deadly weapon. Oh, there it is. Assault with a deadly weapon inside Starbucks. But you know what? We all know Lunchbox don't give a shit about any of this. How funny is that, though? How funny is that? And the other thing I just wanted to show you guys, just wanted to throw it out there again, because we've been asking, why is Black Lives Matter out there? Why are they there? How much does Soros pay these cuckbags to go out there? Last one from Andy No. The second belligerent anti-Rittenhouse protester arrested outside the Kenosha courthouse is a local BLM leader, Shakita Lashia Cornelius, who crossed state lines from Zion, Illinois. She is the co-chair of BLM Lake County, Illinois. This is why I keep saying, fam, how many of these people are really from Kenosha, from the state, that actually are showing up and protesting against Kyle It's all a show. It's one gigantic clown show. And at this point, I don't know what else it's going to take to go for a mistrial. But at this point, I think the judge is going to allow this happen. He's going to let the jury make a verdict first. And then we're going to have to see what happens after that. Because I have no idea. Their defense has two motions already with the judge. One with mistrial, with prejudice, and without prejudice. And at this point, I don't know if what the, I don't know what the best alternative for Kyle is because if it goes for a mistrial again, um, with prejudice, Binger can't go after him again. If it's without prejudice, they have to go through this entire thing all over again. It's absolutely crazy. But what I want to give you guys before we I would transition to um, the voter fraud and what I want to get into about these the story about the FBI and election fraud. I want to give you guys a link here to this Revolver article that really breaks down um, everything that you could possibly want to know about Binger and the actions that need to be taken against Binger once this is all over. It's very beautifully written. It's a little bit of a read. And I I want people to uh, really see um, the breakdown of this. So it's on on Rumble. It's on Twitch. Drop it over on DLive as well. There you go. There you go. You guys got it. Curly Key with a cookie. Sky, I think you and I should talk, speak to several Zion locals myself yesterday. Okay. That's fine with me. Uh, Curly Keely, uh, DM me over on Pilled, if you can. DM me on Pilled. Not my Discord. <laughs> Crazy Highs 999 with a cookie. Love the work you do, but thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate that. Guys, throw me all this cookie love. And the board bottle with a can. Nom, 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 nom. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You guys are crushing it today. So that's everything that we know with um, with the Rittenhouse case as far as today. And again, we're going to go through this all over again. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope we have a verdict at least. And then we can move on. Because it's been, it's been very taxing. Very taxing waiting around all day for this jury to decide. And the fact that it's taken this long, there's at least one or two uh, cucked out jurors that are afraid of uh, a backlash. That's the only thing I can think about this time. So... Let's transition gears here because I want to really get into this, guys, because there is something, there's a lot of other things going on in this country that we need to be paying attention to and talking about. There was video that came out um, earlier last night and today. This was out of Delaware. There was a whistleblower filming uh, lawyers and um, election workers destroying tapes, destroying evidence, and throwing it in the trash um, voting records that are supposed to be maintained for 22 months. And it's all on video. And I want to show you guys what got exposed last night and early this morning. This was a three video, but I, it was uh, somebody, somebody was able to put it into one. It's two minutes and 14 seconds long. Not too long. Check it out. This is Jim Savage and James Allen discussing getting rid of the pads and second scanners. Pads and the second scanner. We gotta talk about it again. Wow. A felony. A felony. 
Here is Tom Gallagher again, lawyer for Delaware County, destroying voting machine tapes to bypass the right to know request. And then let them try to figure out right. what we did. Tom, why do you have to rip it off? Makes you feel better? Yeah. We are just so many times. I didn't want anybody to pick it out and take it through stuff flat. Oh. We have a little campfire going. That was four times. What we have here is evidence. What we have there is evidence. Right? Let them figure that out. Yes, but what I don't understand, and this makes, honestly, this makes me nervous, is why tapes were being thrown away. So what is... No, no, you guys have been throwing away tapes, so what tapes are you throwing away? Like, why? Because it's unidentified. There's no way they could, uh, like... But we've been that way since the November election, so why would you throw anything away? Since you have to save it for 22 months. Well, let's put it this way. Yes, there are tapes that are being tossed, but they are of no audit value. Of no audit value. So you guys see, and I just want to make a correction. This was out of Delaware County in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. And uh, it's going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy. And this is this is right on camera of, of the dude literally ripping, ripping uh, voter tapes and, and records and throwing it in the garbage. And that's that's for these people. And oh, what we're what we're getting rid of, what we're getting rid of is stuff that's just, it doesn't pertain to the audit. So we don't have to worry about it. And guys, I, I know like I know going back to the voter fraud is kind of like a dead horse at this point because we're trying to uh, we're trying to figure out like what's what's remedied, what's going on with the audits and all that stuff. But guys, this stuff still matters. This stuff still matters. And, I, and I'm so happy to see people are still, they're doing their own Project Veritas. See, I mean, this is most secure election in history. Yeah, that narrative just keeps getting uh keeps getting hit left and right. Mike Montana with a cookie. Binger made a good uh make make a good bad guy. Everyone hates him. Uh, I got more than hate for him, my friend. DK and now with a cookie. Foxhole crushes their platforms. Correct me if I'm right. Oh no, DK and on you're you're absolutely 100. And and Texas Q Pitcher Shades my favorite dude. What up? What up, Texas? Great to have you here again. Thank you so much for that. So that was being exposed today. And everyone's up in arms about it. And a lot of people say Pennsylvania is probably the worst state for the for election fraud. I'd probably agree next to Georgia, then Arizona, then the rest of the states. This is this is this stuff needs to be shown. That was directly out of Pennsylvania. Now, the reason why I find this so ironic is some is, is the story that broke today. And I want to bring you guys back here a little bit to discuss this because this came out from disclose.tv. Um, earlier this afternoon, um, about a few hours after that video was uh, circulating the inter- interwebs. From Disclose.tv, new FBI, Iranian nationals charged with interfering in the 2020 U.S. presidential election. This isn't just citizens of our own country. These are foreign. This is foreign interference to foreigners from Iran and they're getting charged with conspiracy, unauthorized access to a computer, knowingly damaging protected computer, voter intimidation, and interstate threats. And remember, we were told this is the most secure election ever. And the thing is, the thing is, why I was so why I was so like sketched out by this is because I'm like, why is the FBI, why is the FBI of all places, why are why are they releasing this? We know, we know the Fed boys are cucked out. I'm not saying all the agents are. We definitely know the leadership is. We know they're the, uh, they're the left's political lapdog, as in arresting parents, 
busting down doors to James O'Keefe and his other and his other uh, investigators taking their contact, James O'Keefe's contacts with his own lawyers while they're suing the New York Times. The New York Times just so happened uh, to have the story an hour later after the 6 a.m. morning raid. I'm like, why is the FBI putting this stuff out there, right? And this was uh, this was the actual, this goes to the FBI.gov um, website here, giving the details of what this is. I'm just going to read it real quick. On October 20th, 2021, a grand jury in the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York indicted Saeed Muhammad Hussein Musa Kazimi, also known as Muhammad Hussein Musa Kazimi. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I ain't going to read that. It was all for computer intrusion, voter intimidation, and intense threat offenses for their alleged participation in a multifaceted campaign aiming at influencing and interfering with the United States 2020 presidential elections. In connection with this campaign, the defendants allegedly obtained United States voter information from at least one state election website taken right off the website, really secure, sent threatening voter email messages to intimidate voters, crafted and disseminated disinformation pertaining to the election and election security, and it's in excess and attempted to access without authorization the computer systems of several online United States media entities and the states. This occurred in or, around, in or about August of 2020 to at least in or about November of 2020. This was right around the Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, everything went down end of August for Kyle Rittenhouse. Just a, just a little tidbit for you out there. Creator New with the Shades PA's Trump country, Scranton, Scranton Joe, Got booted out of his hometown. Oh, I'm sure they did, my friend. And Nitrous, Silent Echo, the Cookie, always look forward to your show. Thank you, my friend. I'm glad you're here. And they show me with the can. The FBI can secure this. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just do the this for you, my friend. So this is, this is, these were the acts of why they're being indicted or why they're being arrested. And you know what's sick, guys? And I'm going to play the video here of describing it. I'm like. How are they going to turn this against Trump? This is my first thought. Because I'm like, when have the Fed boys ever gone out and given any kind of win to America first, the patriots of this country, or Trump in general? Yes, Wiseman, I do speak many languages. This is why I have hard pronouncing things. When I can't pronounce things, I just speak it. I just, I just speak my blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like Greta Thunberg. Blah, 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 blah. Except it's much more intricate and complicated and sounds a lot better than her screaming blah, blah, blah at Burning Down Forest. Here's the FBI uh, agent talking about uh, these arrests. On October 22nd, 2020, FBI and CISA publicly announced the Iranian campaign to intimidate and influence American voters and otherwise undermine voter confidence and create discord in the 2020 U.S. election process. This attack on our democracy will not be tolerated. Today, the Department of Justice is announcing grand jury indictments of two Iranian nationals for their alleged participation in a multifaceted campaign aimed at influencing and interfering with the United States 2020 presidential election. We thank the Department of Treasury for their role in sanctioning six Iranian nationals and eminent Pasargad and Department of State and all of our partners who stop at nothing to hold malicious cyber actors accountable. So I want you guys to hone in on a word, on a word, credit, credit societies. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I want you guys to focus in on the word that he said there. Sanctions. Sanctions. Just remember that word. Now remember, I was like, how? This is going to come back on Trump. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to to uh, turn spin this on Trump as, as uh, has them probably helping Trump. These Iranians were helping Trump to get in, and here we are. This is from ABC News. Iranian nationals charged in campaign to undermine 2020 U.S. election, and two Iranian nationals have been charged in disinformation campaign meant to influence the outcome of the 2020 presidential election, including by threatening physical violence if registered, registered Democrats failed to switch their affiliation and vote for then-President Trump. And there it is. The ones that the FBI are, are on the hunt, they got them. Yes, there was, uh, there was international uh, influence into our elections, but it was to help Trump. It was to help the Trumpies, those terrorists. And it goes into uh, uh, more information here. 
And the indictment did not name the state infiltrated, but Florida law enforcement and the FBI previously had said they were investigating the threatening emails sent to registered voters. The, uh, the Iranians, both of whom are believed to be in Iran and out of reach of the U.S. law enforcement, claim to be a group of Proud Boys volunteers. And there is your little false flag right there. This is why, fam, this is where my mind goes. I, 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 I ingest this stuff every single day. Every single day. And my mind is just trained now. What are these people up to? And there it is. The Iranians, both of whom are believed to be in Iran, out of reach of the U.S. law enforcement, claim to be part of the group of Proud Boy volunteers, according to the indictment. There is your, we're going to help you. We're going to nail nail these infiltrators of our, of our elections, but it wasn't to help Joe Biden. It was to help Trump. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, I don't trust the FBI, haven't for a long time, but they just keep piling up, piling up, piling up. And I just want to ask a very logical, simple question, guys. Why would Iran, why would Iran want Trump to be in office when he nuked the nuclear deal that they had, when Trump was sanctioning the absolute shit out of them, out of the government, the Iranian people are like, we are so sick of our government telling us that we can't have a democracy. Iranians over there were want, loving Trump, wanting Trump. The, 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 the guys, the rhetor- it's a rhetorical question. And none of it makes sense. They want Biden in because Biden was going to reintroduce the nuclear deal and get it back up and running, just like Obama was planning to do with Hillary. And the elitists and globalists get to carry on their plan as they wanted to. It makes no sense, and it's all bullshit. If you guys are following this and following all the events around it, it doesn't make sense. But the FBI wanted to make sure, yes, we got two Iranians in uh, foreign influence, foreign influence, but they were trying to help the uh, the terrorist Trump, the Trumpies, those domestic terrorists. But the reason why I want to bring this up, guys, the reason why I want to bring this up is because I want to re- I want to remind you guys that it doesn't matter it does matter that the FBI would chose this story to go out and the media was more than happy to display this one because it had their proud boys connected to it. It still shows foreign inter- uh, foreign inter- uh, interference with their elections. I want to remind you guys of this executive order. This is why and rem- and I want to remind people Joe Biden extended this executive order probably because he thought it was going to help him. And I think it's backfiring now. Executive Order 13848 imposing certain sanctions in the event of foreign interference in the United States election. And this goes into the whole entire thing. If a a foreign country does interfere, they're going to be uh, sanctioned. And there's there's a whole bunch of other things that are listed here with further actions as far as the, um, what would be taken, what would be taken Actions taken against a country that interfered with our elections. And we know they did. And if everybody wants this, I'll drop a link in the chat so you guys can read it in its length because it is important. And I want people to remind because people will be like, oh, Joe Biden must have killed that executive order. Why would he keep it? What? He did keep it. He did keep it. It's still out there. And if it's still out there, it's still in effect, fam. Now, the question is, will anything happen with it? I don't know. What I'm going to play you now, guys, but what I want to play you now is something that went really under the radar. And, and, and I know the Sabir Imposium, for a lot of us, including myself, to me, was a gigantic letdown because what was promised was not delivered. But what I want to show you guys is a clip here from uh, Dr. Frank. You all know he's been around, uh, he's been around Mike Lindell, been on all these tours, you know, some people hate him. Some people love him. I don't really care what you feel about him. I'm not personally the biggest fan of him. I think he's kind of corny. But what I'm going to show you is a uh, is a clip here that gives us a little bit more information as to how the PCAPs came. And the, guys, the reason I'm I'm, I'm going to tie this all in a nice bow for you because there's a lot of events coming next week with Mike Lindell in the Supreme Court and a statement from Trump, which I'm going to show you as well. Dr. Frank here 
talks about why it wasn't the PCAPs weren't shown and how the PCAPs were acquired. And this is the first time I'm hearing any kind of information from this. And I want you guys to listen to this. It's just a couple minutes. This is Dr. Frank with P- uh, Peter Santelli talking about this. Check this out. We show them that. Now, there's still some issues with that. One of the issues is that, you know, these are the PCAPs. And you're right, Mike absolutely has them. But there's an issue with that. It's an issue of national security. Right. Because partially the way this was obtained is using government access. Mm-hmm. And and the problem is we can't just put those out in public. It's not merely that you're giving away the passwords for every county in the country. You know, you're giving away county records or whatnot. It's also the way it mm-hmm. went in mm-hmm. is a national security matter. And so that's one of the reasons why they were going to arrest us. If Mike released those right. in the cyber symposium, they were going to arrest us. So the Mike has figured out the strategy. There's a cybersecurity act of 20 something, something dot something in um, 2015. Mm-hmm. Mike, is is able to put all of that information and release it formally into that system and it's and it's it's there's no um he has no accountability for that he's not you know they can't say oh you got this illegally or something like that they can't come after him when he uses that act that was something obama established back in 2015 and the idea was to try to discredit uh any future um administration by allowing people to basically tattletale well here we are tattletaling and we're glad that obama did that so that's going in so that's so the the pcaps are actually going to be formally entered into evidence that way i know you're not going to be offended by oversimplifying because you know so guys he talks about how a lot of these pcaps were acquired through government intervention Doesn't say anything about military, but talks about government intervention, but still. Because a lot of the IT experts that I saw talking about how PCAPs are acquired, it's it's very time-consuming and you need a lot of resources to do it. But for PCAPs from an entire country going to different, all, all over the world, it takes massive amount of resources. Because I was always wondering, I'm like, how, how, is Mike Lindell, how did Mike Lindell get this? It sounds to me like some kind of government entity, maybe it's military-related, somebody, you can call them white hats. I, I, I don't like using that word, white hats. It makes me sick because I don't think anybody is a true white hat or a true black hat. I think everyone's gray. But I wonder if some good people out there in the government are working behind the scenes to maybe expose some of the stuff. And, guys, the reason why I'm bringing this up, all this because I'm bringing this up is because next Tuesday – Mike Lindell is going to be bringing his case to the Supreme Court. And as you can hear from Dr. Frank here talking about this, these PCAPs are going to be the first time they're going to be introduced in a legal way to where Mike Lindell and anyone associated with these PCAPs cannot be held um, legally responsibly arrested for disclosing something that could uh, put the nation at risk for national security uh, reasons. Very, very interesting. Because for me, when I was watching that cyber symposium, I was livid. I'm like, You've been talking this thing up for months. And we're all waiting for the PCAPs, and it was more kick-canning. More kick-canning. When is it going to come? Day two, day one, day two, day three, no PCAPs. It was a bunch of excuses. And, you know, we were all upset. But again, we don't, I doubt barely any of anyone really knows the, the true story. But I am giving them the benefit of the doubt at this point. 